welcome once again to the Ebone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 287th time on this Friday, June 3rd, 2022. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Practical with Notes of Joke. Senior year. The highlight of life for some, the memory that's better forgotten for others. There are a lot of long-standing traditions in that last year of high school. You've got the prom, senior night on the football field, homecoming, and of course, the senior prank. A great send-off for the graduating class, whatever that looks like for you. Whether that's pasting pictures of your principal throughout his formative educational years all over the entrance to the school, or pouring a bucket of gravy on the football coach instead of Gatorade after the last home game of the year. The list of things to do is endless, but sometimes these harmless pranks can stir up some trouble, as one high school in Texas figured out a few weeks ago. So, what happened? Well, this one graduating class's prank was to write a bunch of messages on sticky notes and stick them to the walls of the school. Pretty cool, right? Though I suspect most are either something inspirational, You can do it! You're a star! Or not. School is lame and my teachers can't tell me how to live my life. It's not a phase, Mom! And then you've got people in the middle who are just there. I don't know what these guys are so hyped up about. I'm just trying to get to college, man. See, that's how it was supposed to work, but it went a little left of center to say the least. Because the school ended up vandalized with all kinds of paint on the walls, furniture destroyed, and fire extinguishers being set off. The result of this was thousands of dollars in damage and a school-wide shutdown while every surface on the 300,000-square-foot campus was cleaned. For the record, this is probably the only thing I'd bet the entire school broke out of their cliques and cooperated on, other than nominating the principal who never got to go to her prom as prom queen. Something I found strange about this is the statement that was issued to explain why the school was shut down to parents. It said that a small group of students was approved to use post-it notes to decorate and place messages around campus. Here's my problem with that. That one word, approved, I find it a little bit strange because in any normal situation, say you're back in elementary school and the big kid, he's just being a jerk, wants to pull something on you. You think he'll just catch you by surprise, but he taps you on the shoulder while you're at the water fountain, and when you turn around, he's got a consent form in his hand, and he says... Hey, man, do you mind if I prank you by way of wedgie over by the monkey bars tomorrow? How does 11.15 sound? The way I have it figured, the teachers are in another area of the playground at that time, so they won't see it happen. And I'm such a good liar that I can cover my tracks. So no matter how much you complain, I won't get caught. You consider his offer for a few minutes, and then you agree to it. Shake hands and sign the paper. In what world does that happen? I thought pranks were supposed to be spontaneous. The statement goes on to say that teachers were on hand to monitor students. I just like to imagine them standing there critiquing the kids' pranking skills with a clipboard and a rubric. Oh yeah, that's a great note, Harold. That is great. If I was grading you, you'd get an A+++. I really like the way you alluded to lizards being released into the air vents to send the principal and the custodians on a wild goose chase when we, standing here, know that you didn't release any lizards. Mrs. Grimsby will never see it coming. Man, times have changed, haven't they? This week, I would like to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and maintain a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Hebrews. 
Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. One thing that really sticks out to me about this is coming boldly to the throne of God. When we pray, it's a communion with our Heavenly Father. It's a conversation with the one who created us. One of the things I really love about praying is that it's just a way to let everything go, to lay it all out before God. I've done it many times before when tears are staining the floor, when you feel like you have nowhere else to turn, you can get down on your knees, you can lay it all out before God, and He will help you through it. He is where you turn when times are good. He is where you turn when times are bad. When times are good, pray anyway. When times are bad, pray anyway. When times could be better, pray anyway. When times couldn't get any greater, pray anyway, because prayer is one of the most powerful tools we have as a Christian. Not only is it a communication line to our Heavenly Father, but it is also a great cleansing thing for the Spirit. We know what boldness is. It's confidence, right? We can come confidently to the throne room of grace. We can pray confidently for God's will to be done in our lives, and it will be done. God's plan is higher than ours. God's ways are higher than ours, and we can communicate with Him in prayer our desires, our feelings, our wants, our needs, our thoughts, and He will hear us through and by the Holy Spirit. And I think that is an amazing thing, that our God, the eternal heavenly being that created us from Adam all the way down to me, all the way down to you, all the way down to your children and their children and their children and so on, wants to talk to us, wants to speak to us through prayer, wants to hear from us through prayer. Isn't that amazing? And prayer isn't confined to a church. You can pray anywhere and everywhere. It doesn't matter what kind of clothes you wear. It doesn't matter what building you're in. It doesn't matter where you're going to or where you're coming from. God wants to hear from you. I encourage you to reach out to Him today. Whatever's on your heart, friend, pray. Sometimes the Internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well... Not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is Odd Burgers on the Menu. The first response to the hashtag Odd Burgers on the Menu is the Gerber Burger. Ah, yes, because there's never an age too early to introduce your kid to a Happy Meal. Made of goodness knows what from goodness knows where. McDonald's does taste good, but as far as knowing what's in it, I haven't a clue, and it's probably best that we don't, or they'd have a lot less business. A peanut butter and jelly burger is on the menu as well. Yeah, there are things that just shouldn't happen, and I've come to grips with the fact that this is one of them. I've never tried it, and I might be surprised if I ever did, but as of right now, I'm not feeling it, Chief. I'll sit this one out or just order something else. I'm good. The next response to the hashtag odd burgers on the menu piques my interest just a little bit. Apple fritter burger. Okay, I know considering my thoughts on the last suggestion, this might be a bit shocking, but I'm down to try it. All I need to know now is where can I get one? Just tell me where to go and I'll let you know how it tastes. 
And the last response to our hashtag of odd burgers on the menu is the Krispy Kreme burger. Ooh, I've heard of this one. It seems unhealthy, but who cares? It's a burger with donut buns. I've got to admit, I'm a little bit split on this, though. It sounds equal part awesome and like an item on other countries' top ten lists of reasons why America is the weirdo uncle at the family reunion of the national landscape. Somebody who's tried it, leave a comment on social media under this week's episode link and tell me how you liked it. As we've discussed before, art is a beautiful thing. It gives you a sense of culture and wonder, or at the very least, something to look at as you try and figure out how to decorate the walls of your first apartment after moving out of your parents' house. Sometimes things can get a little strange, though. Like one situation in Paris at the Louvre, where a man was admiring the Mona Lisa, as many do, but there was something different about him. In addition to wearing a wig to disguise himself as an old woman, he also had a tub of cake frosting he was planning to smear on the painting after breaking the glass. Luckily, considering it's a -a one-of-a-kind painting, the glass protected it, so he didn't mess anything up. And when he was questioned about why he tried to break the glass, he said it was a statement on climate change. Okay, so let's break this down bit by bit for a second, because it's a little hard to swallow whole. First, this guy dressed up like an old woman. Alright, cool, so from this we can probably guess that he watched a lot of Lazy Town when he was a kid. And he was influenced by Robbie Rotten, who in the show knows his way around a disguise. Okay, so he's done his research, but I will admit this is a bit off, considering that men and elderly women don't exactly look the same at all, so... Even if he did his absolute best at making himself look like his grandma here, people would still be able to tell that something's up. Or am I wrong? So next, he brings cake frosting to smear on the Mona Lisa to make a statement on climate change. Wait a second, how do those two connect exactly? Now, don't misunderstand here. I get that people's interpretation of art is different when it comes to -to person-to-person opinion, but with that being said, I highly doubt that someone looks at frosting smeared all over a priceless piece of history and thinks, You know what? Maybe I should go on that whale rescue trip to Antarctica. I know I said no at first, but something about this painting is making me reconsider. I don't know about you, but it seems a bit far-fetched to me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.